Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead horse 1d6 damage at a time. If you're new to the show, welcome! I'm Jeff, and my co-host John and I want to share with you the wonder of role-playing games. Unfortunately, we keep buying old bad ones and reviewing those instead. Is it because we are continuously swindled by a mystical, ill-tempered old shopkeeping wizard? It is telling that his store is never in the same shopping center twice. This week, we discuss Witch Girl Adventures, an RPG we received as an anonymous gift. I mean, it was probably anonymous. We never saw a name. If you gave us Witch Girl Adventures, let us know so we can thank you later. If it was just you, Swindlor the Crinkled, damn you and your mischievous chicanery. Why can't we have a regular bookstore instead of a sorceress devotee of Flim Flam? Welcome back. Hey, John. How you doing today? So good. I'm glad to hear it. This book was uh, not the hardest reading. No, not, I mean, not the worst ever. So, okay, this is called, the actual full name of this book is Witch Girls Adventures. Yeah. Uh, a dramatic mischief storytelling drama dice game for, game for the wayward youth's director's kit. Yeah. Kit. Kit. C-I-T. <laughs> just to just to get this out right out, get this right out of the way. This is the worst edited book I've ever read. Yeah, so the whole thing is supposed to be the director's cut, but even on the very first page where it does the full title, it spells director's cut, director's C I T. Yeah, director's what sit? Director's seat. We decided that stands for Cadillacs in time. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a way hipper version of Doctor Who. Yeah. It's Doctor Witch. Ah! Yeah, oh, you get it? Oh, doc- snap. Doctor That just why? happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So this is a game about playing as kind of witch girls. You play as tween girl witches. Yes. Although there are rules contained therein for playing as younger or older girls. Yeah, you could do, like... I don't know, nine-year-old witch girls, or, like, 18-year-old witch girls, or, like, 25-year-old witch girls. Yeah. So, there you go. You can do witch adults. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's basically... I, I, I'm trying to think of the proper genre for what that is. I feel like there's more anime where you play as little... Or where you watch little witches do their thing than... Yeah, no, this... The thing is, the art and the writing for everything isn't at all reminiscent of being anime. No, you look at the cover, and, and, and just by the name, you're like, oh, this must be some anime thing. But no, all the all the art is like, mostly it's like Kim Possible fan art. Oh, yeah. No, this seems very American cartoon, but mm-hmm. taking its cue from the stories you'd normally see as more of an anime thing. Yeah. And there's a, a section at the very beginning where it, it briefly asks, what about that ki- that boy with the glasses, which I thought was adorable. Yeah. As we mentioned in last week's Afterthought, which is our brand new podcast where we just talk instead of talking about a game, uh, we, we think it's weird, and, and it turned out someone actually told us why, because we don't do any research, that there's no Harry Potter game. There's no Harry Potter RPG that exists, and it's because... Uh, bra- uh, What's her name? Rowling. Rowling. Rowling said that no one is ever going to be allowed to write stories in her world except her. Which, I mean, good job on that. Let me go look up every fan site that has a bajillion slash fix. She just meant no one will be allowed to do it officially, I guess, or to do it well. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, 
It's true, no one has been able to do it well. If you look up any of those slash fakes. I can tell you who does it well. It's Snape. Yeah, that Snape guy, does it well. That guy knows how to do it. He's got some potions for you. Yeah. <laughs> that implication is horrible. That's like Cosbian. <laughs> I was I was more assuming that he was using a potion as like a lube. Nope. Okay. No, it just knocks you out. That's then, good. Then you wake up and then 30 years later you try and sue him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what a, happens with yeah, Snape. Yeah, that's that's the story of Snape. Uh, yeah. Draw my potions in a zibble zabble. <laughs> I got date Snaped. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so... <laughs> Witch girls. Witch girls. Uh, okay, so yeah, st- right off the bat, it starts with a section that, it, that tells you that you could play Harry Potter with this. But it doesn't want you to. It says we'd prefer you play Witch Girls instead of her- of uh, that book Larry about Larry Spotter, Larry Spotter, and his uh, laudable lions in their battle against the the slithering snakes. But they have a couple of extra rules just so you can. Yeah the uh, the normal way in which you get sort of your class slash race in this is you have a clique that you are a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're doing the Harry Potter thing, then it's just whatever house you're from. Mm-hmm. But in this, you get sort of your standard, how did you figure out you were a witch or what's your background? So you've got things like, oh, I'm a nature witch. I'm a rustic. And so I come from a long line of more shamanistic type people. Uh, you've got your insider, who is more about, I was raised in the world of magic. I know all about it. I know about magic society, but I know nothing about mundanes. Yeah, and you also hate mundanes. Yeah. I hate mundanes. <laughs> but you love lasagna. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, which Garfield? <laughs> that one. That Garfield. That Garfield. The really fat one from the first two years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you get the in-betweener, which can go between the mundane world and the magic world. Mm-hmm. You've you got the, the, the gothic. Yeah, the gothic, who's just, I've decided to be so raven- yeah, they're very raven. And then there's also the Cybermancer, yeah. which I think is actually called something else. The, but... Like the Techie, yeah. or the... Uh, there's like four different names for them. Yeah. But they're all the... I'm a witch that uses... Uh, like, I cast a locating spell through a GPS, and things like that. Yeah. My cell phone has twice the memory of any modern cell phone. Oh boy. It sure shows up a lot, where they're just like, your computer is twice as good as a modern computer. Who cares? You know, if my, if my cell phone had 64 gigs instead of 32, I'd be like, oh, yay, I can fit even more Guardians of the Galaxy albums on here. <laughs> <laughs> this is magic. Uh, and then there's the Outsider, which is your standard Harry Potter. I didn't know anything about magic until someone showed up and was like, you're a witch, Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid? Yeah. Hagrid is the, the female version of Harry, isn't it? Yeah. Sherry. Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Now that no one will ever listen to us again, because we're trying to sing Frankie Valley songs. Of course. Well, you know, there's there's two things that nerds love. It's RPGs about underage witches and Frankie Valley. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> they go together so well. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, if you want to play as Sherry Potler, then then uh, you can. You, you are an outsider. An outsider. You're someone who didn't know that magic existed. And then uh, you basically pick one of those, and it gives you a, an, an array of dice that you can use for your stats. Because the way that uh, stat rolling in this game works is that your 
you have a die type that represents your stat. Yeah, so, so instead of a number that goes up, like, instead of having a 5 or a 10 in a stat, you have a d4. And mm-hmm. then if you go up from that, you have a d6, and so on. Yes. So the average stat is a d6. The, yep. Every character gets one d4 that they have to put somewhere on their stats, three d6s that they have to put somewhere on their stats, and one d8. Yeah, which is weird, because it instead of just saying at the beginning, this is the stat spread you get... For every single click, it goes, your stat spread is a D4, 3D6s, and a D8. And it says that for every single one. It's not different for any of them, but it decides to mention it on all of them. Yeah, I could have just told you once that you picked those and placed them out. Uh, one stat does not get a one of those dice assigned to it. That's your magic stat. All Everyone's is, magic stat is a D8. Because if you are if you have any magic at all, you're good at it. Yep. So you start with a, high, a relatively high stat in magic. Additionally, you can spend the rest of them on... Body, mind, senses, will, and social. Yep. So these will cover basically all of your standard, uh, like, body is everything to do with being either strong or fast or durable is all just in body. Your mind is basically all of your intellect things. Yeah. Uh, senses for figuring things out. Uh, social, obviously, for being social. And then will is, like, your strength of will, I guess? Yeah, yeah, it's your ability to resist being controlled, basically. It's it, kind of odd, because almost nothing rolls with will. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, honestly, nothing should roll with magic either if you play this game correctly. It's true. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later. We'll talk about it. Okay, so uh, then you pick one of your classes, you assign those stats out, and then it can be possible as you le- uh, play through the game to, to raise those stats. So you can bring your D6s up to a D8 or a D8 up to a D10 and so on, which brings us to the really fun dice math chart, which tells you the ranks of dice uh, or of power of effects based on the dice that you would roll for them. So, for example, uh, at a certain point, right around the D10s and D12s, it gives up on the whole moving up by a die and instead starts adding plus ones. Yeah, so once you hit D12, then when you go up to the next die type, instead of going directly to a D20, you go D12 plus one, and you do that all the way up to D12 plus seven, and then jump to D20. Now, if you are a role player, like a regular dice rolling type of person, then you're going to hear that and think, wait, wait, it goes from D12 plus 7, and then the next level of power up is D20? Isn't that way worse? And you're right. It, it is. Because even though you can't roll magic 20s on a D12 plus 7, you also can't roll 1s, 2s, 3s, 4s, 5s, 6s, or 7s. So you can't fail at any task that is hard or lower. Yeah. The, uh, the difficulty for things, a hard task starts at... It's I think it's a seven eight, eight and then yeah. very hard is nine ten. I th- I think, and so and so you if you have the d twelve plus seven die type, you can't fail at anything that isn't at least very hard. Yeah, and most things in here, like a very hard test, is something that like a high level monster would make you take yeah. or high level magic. It's funny because all the examples are like uh, you could jump over a six foot fence or. Convince a boy to go to the dance with you. No, the, it's great, because they do all of the examples for things like, oh, you can, on an easy one, it's like Googling something, and then it goes on from there, and then the improbably difficult, the highest level is convince that shopkeeper at a snooty store to give you a discount on a dress. Ugh. That is not how you bring women into the game. (laughs) So good. Ugh. Uh, The sexism is killing me. 
So uh, anyway, that's that's how that works. Then you go into uh, skill selections, yep. of which there are quite a few. There are several. Uh, you will get... Uh, oh, in addition to your skills, you also get a uh, your background for what class you are. And oh, yeah, that's class right. class like... I'm a fighter, but classes in what social class are you? Right, because you can be things like a wastrel or an orphan or a rich girl. Yeah, so you yeah, can... From it farms. De- it determines your starting wealth, which is a value that you'll have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ones with less wealth have more stuff. Which is fair, but weird. Yeah, so you uh, essentially trade in wealth points to get, like... I have more skill points in something, or I start with an extra plus one to whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's weird, though, because it doesn't make you... Like, there's no rolling for it, and there's no, like, this level of wealth is associated with whatever. It's just you can pick whatever you want. So if you want to be rich, you can be rich. Yeah. And if you don't, well, it's because not. It's because they're relatively balanced. Relatively. Yeah. I mean, I mean there are some that are... Like, I can start with Wealth 3 instead of Wealth 4, and I'm only slightly worse off than the person that started with Wealth 1. Yeah. There there are obvious ones that are the correct ones to choose. Well, it, it's going to keep coming up while we discuss this game. Is that it, it looks like a very fun game, and it seems like it'd be alright to play, but the balance it, the, the balancing issues are, are just out oh, of whack. There's, there's always one problem with everything, and you're like, but wait a minute. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Let's let's talk about the next thing, which I think is called modifications or traits or it, it's it's your merits and flaws. Yeah, there's, there's like four versions of them. In yeah, here. you get a heritage. Yeah, you get traits, and then you get knacks. Yeah, well, one of the the heritages are basically things that represent your upbringing in some way. They're they're things that are powers that are unique to to your bloodline, basically, and so they include things like. You know, you're from a, a race of witches that are especially familiar with the undead, or... Yeah, or you a, are from the high blood, and yes. you, you're uh, from a family of witches that is, like, a pure blood witch line. Now, there's a whole section of these uh, heritages that's called other kin, and I feel like that should set off some kind of an alarm, like whenever we say other kin on the show, it's just... It's like, <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop! <laughs> or it's like the secret word of the day, and everyone's like... Ah! <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so other can in this game means that your witch girl is half some kind of very TV friendly uh ma- magic creature. Yeah. So you can be a half werewolf, you can be half fae, mm-hmm. you can be half immortal and immortals are s- basically demigods. Yeah. So you it actually describes you as being more muscular and so on. Yeah. The the immortals are your classic like I'm Hercules or yeah. whatever, and I am a huge badass. And you can also be half vampire. Oh, you know, we completely forgot to mention that when you pick your clicks, that each click has, I think, I forget what they're called, but they're like, uh, they're like traits of the click. Oh, yeah. And you, you pick get like one, of, you get yeah. one for free, and then you pick one from a choice of three. Yes. So they can be things like, oh, when you try to cast a spell, you get plus one if that spell is evil, or, or you you have plus one to spell ranks for necromancy, that sort of thing. Well, one set, uh, which is, th- this is the coolest thing, and this is the thing we really wanted to talk about in this game, <laughs> is uh, if you play as, I believe it's the... The, the outsider. The outsider. The person who doesn't know anything about magic. It can be that you learned your magic naturally without without going to school about it, and that means that you maybe necessarily aren't casting magic using your magic. Yeah, so you, you can, are self-taught. So you can pick whatever stat you want and cast all your spells through that, and, and uh, determine your defense through that. Well, that doesn't sound so bad, you think, because... The highest you could possibly give that stat is a D8, and your magic's already a D8. Now, 
The other thing that you just get for free that you don't pick as an outsider is plus one die type to one of your stats. Yeah. That so, means right off the bat, you pick, oh, let's just say body. Yep. You're, you're, so you can be all big and strong. My, my favorite creation in this game is the outsider punch witch. Yeah. Who has decided to go, alright, I'm a natural caster in body. Mm-hmm. I put my D8 in body. I get an extra die type to body. I go to a D10. Mm-hmm. I picked my heritage. My heritage was half immortal. That gives me an extra die type to body because immortals are all buff. Great. I go to a D12. Then I chose my trait. My trait is that I'm a jock. That means I get an extra plus one to my die type. I'm up to a D12 plus one now. Then I went to Knack. My Knacks gave me an extra one to my die type of body. I'm up to D12 plus two as a starting character for what everyone else is doing with their magic as a D8. Not only that, body in- includes how many hit points you have, how hard it is to hit you in actual, like, regular physical combat, and how many actions you get. That's right. So for uh, picking your character as the half-Hercules person who doesn't know what magic is but is still the best at magic, you get to go more than other players. You get almost, Basically, you get twice as many actions as them. Uh, up to four times as many. Yeah. By the time you get all of your... Because there's also an, a spell that will give you plus four to whatever... Uh, stat you want to have, which puts you up to a d12 plus 6, which is mythical. You are almost hitting the cap now. Yeah. And at that point, you go, okay, great, what does that mean? Oh, well, it means that I res... Since magic also is your resist magic stat, so you... (laughs) Your body is making it so no one can hit you in combat, no one can cast a spell on you, you never fail at casting a spell, and you can punch someone's face directly off of their body. Without even bothering with spells. Although, if you want to use spells, you're better at, the, at it than they are. Yeah. But, better than anything, you just go, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna straight up deck that other girl in the face. I'm gonna take a nerd, shove her into a locker, and then she's not gonna try to do anything, because if she does, it doesn't work, then I laugh at her. Then I go into class, and I'm a straight-A student, because I'm better at magic than everyone. <laughs> There you go. You can get close by making your character a half-werewolf or a half-fairy and, and following the same track with senses or willpower. but Or no, social. But I, I can't imagine why you would, because the object of, be, of the whole game now is to become a giant super-muscled punch witch with a huge burly mustache. Oh, yeah. You get a monocle... And you just run around on your penny farthing. <laughs> you run, you run around on your bike. Yeah, on top of it. That's that's how you do. Huge triangular weights in each arm. <laughs> oh, I say, other witches. Good day. I'll box your ear. I will. <laughs> Queensbury rules for this wizard duel. <laughs> oh. Let the record show that we're both doing that old timey boxing motion. Yes. So that's a character that you should make in this game. <laughs> that is 100% the best and only character to make in this game. Make a whole party of those. Yeah, make everyone outsiders because outsiders, by default, are the best thing you can be. Yeah. And, uh, except for one thing. You have to have one uh gothic yeah. person because they get to be plus one at one type. Of magic, Mm -hmm. and you make it alterations so that they're better at making your outsiders better at their stats. Yep. There you go. That's your party. So one buffer and four very buff. Yeah. There you go. That is is how you defeat this game. (laughs) Now, do you feel good about defeating this game? 
Kind of. I mean, I flipped to the back. There is a monster manual in the back. Yeah. And they're like, what can you fight? You can basically fight a mini Cthulhu. Well, how does a starting character punch witch do against this Cthulhu? Oh, wrecks it. Just pushes its shit right in. It's amazing. (laughs) Okay. There's a variety of spells that you can choose from. Oh, yeah. Because this game has so many schools of magic. And the way that they work is that there are levels. They're just called ranks. And each, each rank of each type of, uh, or each category of spells has like five or six spells in it. And, uh, your character will normally start with three ranks or two ranks or so in one category of spells. Spell, yeah. spell categories include things like necromancy, cybermancy, uh, offense, defense, alteration, oh, uh, yeah. summoning, divining, which is the worst div- divination tree I've seen in a while. Because <laughs> almost everything in it is just, you get a glimpse of the future. Your DM may not tell you anything, because what if he doesn't know? <laughs> Why did you take this? Uh, yeah. Uh, so the most you're allowed to have as a starting character in anything is a three. Mm-hmm. Except for the character that starts with plus one, they can start with a four. Mm-hmm. And uh, the highest rank is six. Yeah, There's so- one rank seven spell in the game which you're not able to get at. Nope. It's just there so that people know it exists. Hooray. And that is a healing rank, and it's basically bring someone back from the dead if they were killed by normal means. Because there's already a spell in the game to bring back someone who was killed by magic. That's down at rank 5. Yep. So you can undo magical death easier than someone getting shanked, apparently. Which is fine, because, you know, most this game doesn't really have the rules and so on for, like, chainsaws. It's it's all just, just pointing wands at each other and zaps. And, and uh, oh, zap points are a thing. That's 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 the uh, yeah. magic. So that's how you cast spells. Yeah. So you calculate your zap points, and then each spell costs a number of zap points equal to the rank that the spell is. So, for example, if you wanted to shoot a little fireball at somebody, it's not going to be called that. It's going to be called like so hot or something, because this game's got a very tweeny sensibility about it. Oh yeah. Uh, you can do that for your one zap point if it's a rank one spell, and then it does rank one damage, which in, in a thing that I think is actually a very good idea. All damaging spells just do damage that's based on their rank. And you can lower a rank of a spell. So if I'm casting a rank 5 spell, and I go, man, that is going to do way too much goddamn damage. All I want is to hurt this guy, not absolutely disintegrate him. You can go, alright, I'll cast it as a rank 2, only use 2 zap points for it, and do the level 2 damage. So you can play with what you're doing uh, by sort of lowering your uh, ranks if you need to. Mm-hmm. That means that you can bring your damage down so that you don't incidentally kill anybody. Uh, otherwise, the spells, a lot of them tend to have not much in the way of stats. They're kind of similar to the old Dark Earth spells that we read, where it's just, uh, this spell turns someone into a frog. How embarrassing! <laughs> and that's like, that's the text of the spell. You figure it out. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got a chart. In the same way that damage is charted per rank, uh, you also get charts for... Uh, how big can I make someone? Well, what rank is the spell? Yeah, how small a, can I make someone? That's a, that, that chart section there is real weird to me because it's real mathy in a game that otherwise is very friendly. Oh, yeah. Well, the how big can I make someone is all multiplicative. Mm-hmm. How small can I make someone is percentage-based of their uh, size. So, like, if I'm doing a rank 3, I can take them to 5% as large as they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it gives you how big of an object you can alter. So, like, if I'm using a rank 3 again, I could alter a normal human adult. Right. And then there's a section for how what the range of spells are that's based on rank, and it, it gets to the point where it's, like, intergalactic rank. 
Oh, yeah. Just you get it to, any... like, rank six. You're just like, whatever, just cast it. I can cast this on anyone on any planet. But uh, there's also a whole section for ranks on, on how many targets can be affected by a spell. Yeah, so if you're below rank, like, three or four, you can only affect one person. If you get to rank four, you can start to affect two people with a spell. Yeah, so it's... It's interesting, because that little section there is very math-heavy and keeps you kind of reading it over and over again whenever you cast a spell. The spells themselves are all just, this does goofy thing, whatever, next. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you have things like, okay, I'm casting a cybermancy spell, and it lets me just duplicate a program as a level one spell. I get to point out that the cybermancy tree is terrible. It just does things computers could do, except you're spending magic points on it. Oh, yeah. it's I spent a zap point, and I copied a file from one computer to another. Right. Because I didn't have a USB cable available. That's what it is. Things like, like I spent a zap point and sent an email. <laughs> Two zap points, and I liked someone on OkCupid. Okay <laughs> Uh, three zap points and I made them like me. Oh, but they don't really like you. It just says their oh, profile. Oh, yeah, no, does. I just made their profile click like on me. <laughs> the whole cybermancy section is just kind of disappointing. It's like, you need a computer to do it. What can you do with it? Stuff you could do with a computer. Yeah, okay. I mean, once you get to the, like, level fives and sixes, then you get into the goofy, like, oh, I yeah. shoved someone into the MMO world, which MMO is one of the level six spells. You go, what do you do? Uh, you trap someone in a computer game until either you say they can leave or I think they die. It's it's important. To, uh, this is an interesting thing about this game is that it's all written as like a goofy, haha, fun times, everyone's 13, let's totally spies except we can cast spells type game. It, except that it's brutal. Like, it's it's real easy to permanently kill someone. I, I know the spells only do like rank damage, but technically you'd be like, oh, I turn that guy into a worm and step on him. Oh, yeah. The alteration spells let you get to the point where you're like, all right, am I rank three? So, like, even a starting character, you know, great. Uh, I'm going to shrink you down to 5% of your normal size. I turn you into something immobile mm-hmm. and then just squish you. Yeah, there's that. a whole thing about immobile stuff. You can be like, I turn that guy into a book. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just keep him that way. The end. That's the Hooray. end of him. Yeah. Hopefully he's conscious because that's got to be some kind of hell. Yeah, and the... Uh... <laughs> Even the starting, so the the very first thing in this is a comic that is like an intro to Witch Girl's Adventures, where it shows the main uh, sort of canon protagonist characters get together, and the headmistress of the school that this all basically takes place at sends them out on an adventure to go find a girl. So they're going to go find an outsider who doesn't know she's a witch yet. They run across some ruffians... Yes. Who are also basically just, like, 15 or 16. They look like they're waiting to be chased into a dumpster by Falcor. It's like that group of kids. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's straight up just like your classic 80s bully kids yeah. from high school. And they're like, hey, what are you doing in our neighborhood? And they're like, oh, we're trying to find some girl. And then they're like, yeah, well, you look dumb. Oh, do I? Well, I'll fucking turn you into a frog and him into a cockroach, and then you'll eat him. Your friend is dead now. And you ate him. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, this is brutal. Yeah. This is some serious metal stuff. Right. Right after that, it gives us a little brief taste of what the world is like, and it says that... I'm going to see if I get the number right off the top of my head. Most people are not witches. 99.999999999% of people are not witches. Which, you know, I, I'm a math person, so I stopped and read that and think, thought, oh, so one in a hundred billion people is a witch. So how is there more than one of them? Because <laughs> there's only six billion people, which means that literally there are 
there should be no witches in all of human history. Oh yeah, there's there's a like a twenty five percent chance that there has ever been a witch. That's correct. Yeah, that there was one witch at some point. <laughs> That's more true to life than I would have figured. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. there's that. But they they are enamored of that like ninety nine point nine repeating thing. Yeah. Because they use it in like four different places throughout the book. Well, it looks so impressive, and then you do the math, and you're like, oh well, I pro- they probably shouldn't have used that because it's useless information then. Yeah, they're like, oh, who knows that witches are real? Well, 99.99999% of mundanes don't know that witches are real. And you're like, okay, great. All right, so no one on Earth knows that witches are real. Not even witches. <laughs> the odds of both things happening are very low. Yeah, there, there happened to actually be one witch in human history. She didn't know she was a witch, though. It was really sad. It's a sad time. There was one guy who knew witches existed in all of human history, though, but he wasn't one. <laughs> well, of course, because he was a guy. Yeah, it's unfortunate, really. Because <laughs> you can't play as guy witches in this game unless you want to play the Harry Potter mod. Yeah, they're... <laughs> you can do that, but they don't want you to because they want it to be girls. Yeah. And most of the guys that they do for, uh, like, NPCs or antagonists or anything else tends to be immortals. Yeah. Like, it's basically, I if you're magical, you're a chick... And if you're just, like, a hunky dude, then you're an immortal. Right. And that's basically all that exists. They even say for the other kin that your father was likely to be the weird monster creature. So, yeah, that's that's just the way it is. Men tend to be weird monsters, and women tend to be cool, sexy witches. Yeah. But again, 13. So, sexy, wrong word. The art doesn't reflect this. I I challenge anyone to find a picture of a 13-year-old in this book. Everyone, (laughs) Everyone looks like a high school student. Yeah. But the nice thing is, I am so glad... That even among, like, the the teachers, when they do the pictures of the teachers, no one's like, I'm a sexy witch. Oh, yeah, you don't get that that often. I I feel like they almost got a little close with, like, the gothique, because they keep... It's like a like an Asian goth in a miniskirt. But still, a 13-year-old Asian goth in a miniskirt. Oh, yeah, no, there's... It's not sexualized in any way, no, and I I really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, no, we, we, we thank them for that. This game's a little forward-thinking, but then it still has all that stuff about malls. <laughs> yeah, because you'll probably hang out at the mall and gossip about that cute, immortal P.E. teacher. Yeah. Okay, and again, I, I really want to talk about the editing in this book. If you play as a half-fairy, then your spells don't work on things made of iron, okay, or still. <laughs> now, not steel, still. Yep. Okay, if you purchase a magic computer that lets you transfer things to another magic computer by holding them up against the screen, you don't hold those items up against the screen, you hold hose items up against the screen, (laughs) and then hose items are transferred to another computer. So it only works on hoses. Yeah. Or (laughs) leggings. You can download a hose to a computer. You wouldn't download a hose, would you? There's a... No, (laughs) No, because I wouldn't download a hose, so why would I steal a movie? There's a section where it just says, and I'm going to quote here, a witch can up to 50 miles per night. Yep. There you go. Thank you, book. (laughs) So, I don't know who wrote this book. I forget the name of the company. But if you're the author of Witch Girls, I'm going to make you a special offer right now. If you send me $200, I will edit your book in a different way than you did, which means I will not open the file my book was written in and then press F7 to spell check it and then think that counts as editing and move along because it doesn't. So for $200, System Mastery will edit your book so it makes fucking sense. Oh my god. Like, it would be one thing if this was, like, here's my rough draft, 
or even this is the first edition. This is the director's kit. <laughs> sit. The director's sit. And, and, and uh, oh, so to give, give you an idea of what the director's sit means, that means that this guy's currently working on 2.0 of the book. He says that this is Witch Girls 1.0 plus. Yeah, this is Witch Girls 1.5. Well, don't give him that credit. He says it's Witch Girls 1.0 plus some extra stuff. He gives it the 1.0 descriptor, the computer uh, iterative redesign descriptor, and then doesn't use it. Huh. He's like, oh, this is 1.0, and I'm working on 2.0, but this isn't 1.5, it's 1.0 with some extra stuff. So it's 1.1 or 1.2 or something? No. Oh. So there you go. Yep. Good job. So yeah, we, I'd be happy to edit this book for 200 American dollars. I'm glad that you ha- you specified it was American dollars. Well, yeah, I don't want Canadian dollars or Australian dollars or that some other con- company that used dollars. Yeah. Company. Country. Why would I edit this book? I'm terrible. <laughs> if you want a guy who doesn't know what words is to edit your book, please send us 200 American dollars. Dollars American. <laughs> From the American company. <laughs> the a American. brand you trust. For we, all your dollar needs. We make dollars and we make them well. <laughs> we make dollars. It's just cents. No, oh, no, no. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. What else is there to talk about with this one? So, uh, that's, like, about a half hour in, I think we've gotten through basically making a character. Yeah, there's a whole section for picking out items. Yeah, there is. And the weird thing about the items is it's all divided by what shop you would get them at. Yeah, it's like a mall. There's a section in the back that's the magic mall. And each one of them has a little descriptor as you open. It's like, it's like welcome to wonderful Windows Wands. Yeah, and here's Bartleby's Boutique of Magic Gloves and yeah. Dresses. And then each one's got like kind of a voice, char- a character voice who pops up and introduces themselves and tells you what they sell. So and, it's like uh, vaguely Jamaican sounding lady. Hey, what you, what you, what you want with them? We're gonna get some wands up in here. <laughs> Boy! <laughs> Expertise. <laughs> Lot of mercy. Uh, yeah, that's that's the shop in the witch mall where you get your black light reggae posters. <laughs> Which are magic and come to life. Yeah. You get a magical Bob Marley to show up when you point a black light at him. Welcome to the Pretender's Ska House of Magic Gloves You Could Wear. <laughs> come on in and pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Oh, man, if it was just some place where everyone was saying, hey, that'd be like that modern folk rock store. Oh, yeah, the modern folk rock store where all they sell are fiddles, banjos, and there's just a guy in the corner going, hey! <laughs> We've got magic mason jars. <laughs> all of our trouser legs are rolled up and we're all wearing suspenders. <laughs> hey! Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So, you get through that, and then the back of the book has... Uh, I mentioned the sort of a monster manual type thing, but they've, they've got an NPC section mm-hmm. that gives you generic NPCs. So you can go, all right, what is this? Here's your average human. Here's a mundane guy. Here's an average vampire and a werewolf and so on. So they'll give you that, uh, which isn't the monster section. Because a werewolf and a vampire are considered just NPCs because this is one of those games. Mm-hmm. Then for the monsters, you get 
mostly stuff that you would be able to summon through the summoning school of magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the different ranks will be like, you can summon a whatever. And so usually there are ranks of monsters, which will correspond to sort of summoning ranks for what you can get. Right. And, I mean, unless you are a punch witch, once you get up to sort of a level four or higher summoning, you are able to get some actually really badass stuff in there. Sure. Like, you just get giant lion men guardians who are like, I will protect you and wreck people. Which is fine, because ultimately, you know, a lot of those spells are so open-ended in terms of application that that it's fine if that's how powerful your summons are. Oh, yeah, because you summon a giant lion man who's like, I am amazing, and then someone turns him into a toad, and you're like, oh, my giant man. Yeah, because it's real easy to turn people into things. Oh, yeah. So, there you go. There's also a little section in the back that kind of sets the scene for the world. Because, you know, as you read your way through this book, you get the sense that it's kind of gerpsy and, and that it doesn't feel like it really has a setting. Which is sort of what they wanted to get at uh, at the beginning. They're like, oh, instead of just being Witch Girl's adventures, we wanted to make this the drama dice system and yeah. make it for a whole bunch of stuff. Because that's what everyone who makes an RPG decides that the book they made should apply to all genres for some reason. You could run a sci-fi classic ghost adventure in this. Ah, uh, stop it. Get out of here with that, uh, don't look back. <laughs> and in the beginning of the game, it mostly just seems like, yeah, you could play these witches however you wanted, but here is a setting for it. Yeah, and it's like Stephen king it's Maine. Well, yeah, you're at, like, Mrs. Mist's school for witches, and so you have your headmistress and then all of the various teachers that teach different things. Yeah. And it's set in a nice school in Maine, and it's got every other Stephen King trapping, like weird haunted appliances and a retarded friend that you had as a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they would obviously be magical because this is Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in addition to all the things for the schools, they tell you about the town mm-hmm. and how you're not supposed to fuck with the townies because if you do... They'll then... cast a spell on you that makes you get thinner and thinner and... <laughs> Yeah, well, if you fuck with the townies and make them get thinner and thinner, then the headmistress is going to be quite cross with you. She'll lock you in a car and a dog will threaten you. (laughs) Yes, that's what will happen. However, the dog is not rabid. It is an intelligent speaking dog and it's just going to threaten you from outside. Oh, I'm going to get you. I'll get you real good. You can call me Cujo. (laughs) Man, that movie would be really weird if the dog could talk. (laughs) Hey, hey, get out of the car. Hey, hey, come over here. Come on. Let me eat that kid. Let me, let me get that kid. I just wanna, I just wanna taste him. <laughs> I, I, you don't wanna change my mind. I'm not gonna eat you. Just come on out of the car. I'm not gonna. Eat, I, pro- I promise. I'm, I'm not. Gonna... I'm real friendly. <laughs> I'm so slobbery because I want to play fetch. Get out of the car. <laughs> oh, Cujo, but he can talk. <laughs> that's, that's... Oh, Stephen King, call me. We'll set this up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so so the town has a bunch of doofy things and rules for what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. And then you get an adventure. You do get the, like, hey, what kind of adventure would you like to go on? Here's a sample adventure of what you could do. Right. Uh, which is nice that they give you that. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it's not a terrible sample adventure either. The beginning of the book opens with a little comic strip of four witches being sent out to recruit an additional witch. Yeah, where they, you know, murder some guy. They murder a kid and then threaten another kid. And they put one into a cage where 
He's scrunched in there, and it looks like they've probably broken his legs. And then they shrink him down to about the size of a mouse. So it's really, what we're saying is it's like a feminine empowerment game. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Just go out into the world and inflict magic violence on whoever. Yeah, no, this game is straight up misandry. And as a men's rights activist, <laughs> oh, I, Lord. <laughs> I, I would like to say that this book offends me. Ah, uh, what are you trying to say, that men cannot be magical as well? This is misandry, and I will not stand for it. Look, let me tell you the real important secret about Anita Sarkeesian. <laughs> if I could. Let me tell you the one thing let that me... no one's willing to say out loud. She's pretty cool. It's alright. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that my protest against Witch Girl's Adventures is about ethics in role-playing games. All I'm saying is that feminism is mutated into something that no one would recognize. Burp, burp. <laughs> Wonderful. So, yeah. Moving along from horrible things that we don't think. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Okay. Yeah. It is, it is definitely a weird book yeah. that has... Thing is, there's, there's a core of this book that is good. Yeah, there's potential here. Like, it's not terrible. They just, one, needed an editor. Really need an editor. This book is spell-checked. That's what it is. Yeah. And they also needed just... Just a few playtesters? Just a couple? Yeah, because it didn't take... I mean, literally, as I was reading The Outsider... Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this game's broken. I I just figured out how to break this game right now. Oh, yeah, no. Going through, I'm like, oh, well, that seems interesting. Oh, wait a minute. No, everything's fucked. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that people can't have fun playing this game. No, definitely not. You just want to say... Uh, that, out of the three things you could have picked as an outsider, the cast spells with not magic... Isn't allowed. So let's let's discuss something that I think may come up here. Is this game written with its... Do you think the target audience of this game is actually kids? Like, like especially little girls. Do you think that's who this game is for? The thing is, I think they wanted it to be for that. Like, I can definitely tell that while doing it, they were like, yes, this is our target audience, is we want to get that young girl to... Like, in the same way that you would get a 12-year-old boy to start playing D&D, we want to get a 12-year-old girl to start playing Witch Girl's Adventures. Sure. I, I feel like they wanted that. I can tell, you can tell that it's not the other thing, which, where it's made for skeevy old men, because it doesn't, it's not written or read that way. Oh no, there's, I mean, like, you read Maid and you tell, yeah. Maid was obviously put together for some, like, 30-year-old guy who just wants to play as a hot young maid. Yeah, we're kind of connoisseurs of skeeve at this point. Yeah, and this does not have it. It really it feels targeted to what they want. It's I, I, And maybe that makes us bad at, at reading it and discussing it appropriately, because a lot of this book just pisses me off. Like, every time it's like, you know, just like at the mall, I'm like, ugh. But what if that actually is the, the right way to appeal to, like, 13-year-old girls? I don't know. I don't know. I was never a 13-year-old girl, so yeah. I have no idea. So, it's hard to say. It, but it, the, the problem I have with it is, as much as they want to appeal to that, I feel like anytime you have a game like this that wants to appeal to a younger audience, it's it's got too much maths to it. Yeah, I think Especially so Especially, even, I mean, the charts and everything for Magic is a pain in the ass. But even outside of that, you, just your base system of the way the dice type moves up makes it so that it's harder to tell, like... What the chances for things are, am yeah. I going to have a better chance of doing whatever if I'm a D4, D6? Like, you get that very secure sense. Looking at it, you go, 
D6 is better than a D4, D8 is better than a D6, and so on. But everything is multiple dice and multiple modifiers. Exactly. It's very rarely multiple dice. Well, not multiple dice for the same roll. Yeah. I'm saying multiple dice for everything that you do. Uh, having a system that was like always 2d6. Yeah, that's, that's a lot simpler. Anything like that. I don't think it's a bad thing though. I think it, it, it does a solid job of teaching people dice math by saying all the dice rolls you're going to make in this game are one die and then you add some modifiers. Are you trying to jump over a fence? What's your body? Is it d6? Roll a d6. Do you have a jump skill? Add the number on that jump skill. Did you get higher than some number? You're done. You figured out how to do it. You, and, and it's got a very intuitive sense to it. A D8 is bigger than than a D6, so even though technically, on average, it's not that much better than a D6. Yeah. I mean, you have, what, a 1 in 4 chance of rolling higher than you would have been able to roll on that D6 anyway. So it's not that impressive, but it still, it carries the concept across, and I think that's good as a kind of beginner market game. Yeah. Uh, kind of this, this idea of, hey, look, there's these weird funny dice that nerds have and you can't find in other countries. Hmm. And, uh... <laughs> And here's how they work and what their values are. So maybe it's good for that. I I, I don't know. This I, I think this may be a, a, a solid attempt to build a beginner game with a bunch of really big cracks in it. Notably yeah. that it's very easy to break, and also that it at some points it it just veers wildly into unnecessary complexity. And I I think what would have been good is if they had a starter rules, advanced rules type thing. Yeah, that could where be you'd good. go like, all right, instead of worrying about like, what percentage size can I make a guy, or anything like that. You had a base rules, and then an advanced rules, so you could do something like, introduce this game to a group of people, do the basic rules, because if you're trying to get it to a kid, uh, unless they are someone who's super into math, which is the original sort of target for RPGs, which isn't so much nowadays... You could get someone to play your game with the basic rules and then go, okay, you understand the basics entirely, let's add this layer on top. And that's how I've always done it. When I want to teach a kid to play D&D or something like that, which doesn't happen often, but every once in a while I've got a nephew or something that wants to learn to play D&D, and the way you do it is you just strip out all the rules that get in the way of them having fun. Oh, yeah. Like, anytime you think, anytime you're looking at a six-year-old and you're like, all right, you're fighting an orc, and they ask, can I swing from the ceiling? And you have to say... No, that's stupid. Don't do that. You just, instead, you just oh, go, well. That's an athletics check. Yeah. Why don't you see what is your athletics? Oh, you don't have athletics trained. I'm afraid you can't swing from no. Instead, the the way to play with a kid is to just say yes a bunch. That's all it really is. Just just assume it's a more imaginative game and just keep saying yes to them. Can I swing from the ceiling? Of course you can swing from the ceiling. So that's a great way to get a, a little kid introduced to the concept of role playing and then and then slowly introduce all the con- the, the rules and so on that that follow. I think this game is an interesting. Mar- attempt to find a market, a market of people who, I mean, we keep finding books where they have that set, the, that beginning section where it's like, this is what a role playing game is. You're gonna need dice and pizza and graph paper. <laughs> and th- I think this game, instead of just having that one little section before div- uh, diving directly into grogginess, this this game actually keeps going pretty simply along the line. It's like this is a game for a beginner. Yeah, and I mean, unlike say D and D, which very much is not a game for a beginner, even though everyone tries to use it that way. And it is the beginner game for everybody in the world except you and me. Yeah, uh, is the one thing D and D has going for it, even though it's far more complex than this game, is anyone who is teaching it to you knows that game. Yeah. Whereas if you pick this up, probably you know if you're. I don't know, picking it up yourself, or if you're, like, mom or dad is like, hey, I'm going to teach you kids how to play some role-playing games, whatever, and picks this up, 
they're not going to know anything about this game. So it seems like the target market for this game is five 15-year-olds, all yeah. girls. Yeah, which is odd. That That's not something that's going to regularly walk into a store. Well, well, I mean, not regularly ro- walk into the store that has which girl's adventures, which that store is drive through RPG. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know <laughs> if there's a hardbound copy of this in existence. I can't imagine it would make it through the editing process like this. That's the nice thing about make- releasing your game as a PDF, is you can just spell things however you want. Just go freeform with it. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's... I appreciate that it's trying to fill not only an age range that is... Fairly underrepresented in RPGs. Extremely upper, uh, underrepresented. You never see kids, you never see girls, and this is a game written for both. Yeah, and there are a couple other ones out there that are kid-focused RPGs. Uh, there's Adventure Maximus, which is a kid RPG. There's another, like, witch and wizard one that's for kids. Uh, so they exist out there. It's just normally you don't really see that, and I appreciate that games try to do that. Yeah. I think and instead of it being like, we're for little, little kids, it's trying to go for that. The same thing that, like, your average D&D player I started when I was 12. Yeah. It's going for that, but for a different demographic, and I like that. Me too. And I, again, I, I can't say this enough. The art in this book is just cool girls doing cool girl stuff. Yep. It's nothing's exploitative, and they're always winning. There's no, there's never a point in the art in this where like some, I don't know, leering vampire has a girl cornered and her magic is useless. No, it's always like, oh, there's some dude and she turned it into a frog, or there's some problem and she magicked it away, or she's doing like floating twelve different items around while she walks around and is looking at her phone while she carries a computer in space, and you're like, okay, great, awesome. Yeah. So it's an actively empowering game, which is, or at least the art suggests that it is an act, actual, or an empowering sort of game, which is good. This is, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this is actually a good game. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying necessarily that it's well done, I'm just oh, saying yeah. that the concept behind this game is good. I, I approve of the game existing. Yes, me too. And, and with that being said, let's proceed into our judgment section. Yes, let us pass judgment upon this game. From on high, we deliver a verdict. <laughs> we are the tastemakers of the world of role-playing games, and our word is law. <laughs> now, to see what your fate shall be. We shall rest the PDF on one hand and a feather in the other. <laughs> well, I mean, the feather is, is heavier because, you know... It has material yeah. of any kind. Well, what, what do you just, know? This thing gets to go to uh, Egyptian heaven, then. Yeah, we, that's what we've decided. This PDF goes to Egyptian heaven. Tune in next week, <laughs> where we decide what afterlife an RPG will go to. <laughs> okay. John, what would you say is your favorite thing about which girls' adventures directors sit? Uh, my favorite thing in this probably has to be... I'm going to go with the the general tone of it. Like, we were just saying, everything is very... You have the power. Mm-hmm. Everything is geared towards the player, even just as a player, completely out of context of, like, trying to market this towards a certain person. As a player, everything seems like there will be obstacles to overcome, whatever... But you are uniquely powerful. Yes. Like, there are other witches in the world, and they might have higher ranks, but 
given that most of the things you're dealing with are either other students or, like, mundane problems, you're actually kind of a badass. Yeah. And whatever you choose to focus in, you're really good at that. And for a simple game, it has a pleasant amount of complexity to it. There's, I mean... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm jumping right in with my own favorite thing. Yeah, okay, uh, so, uh, well, let's get your favorite thing then, you jag off. I apologize. <laughs> There's a pleasant complexity to building your character, and I'm mostly building off what you were saying. Because you get to pick the spells that you want to cast, the heritage that your character has, their special talents, their interesting skills, their their uh, click-unique bonuses and so on. You can build a character that's very different from every other character in the party. I mean, it's sure you're playing as four girl witches, but the, the sense is they they feel very different. Yeah, as long as you don't uh, do the outsider thing where you're just oh, picking yeah. everything to make one stat amazing. Yeah, you can make really interesting characters. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's my favorite thing is that this game actually does have some complexity to character design that lets people create unique characters, which would be fun to play. Mm-hmm. All right, and what would you say is your least favorite thing? Uh, I will let you have the editing, so I will go ahead and say that my least favorite thing in this is probably actually the spell selection. There's no real guideline for creating more spells or your own spells. They do say, yeah, if you want to do a thing, you know, make it up. And that's fine if you're doing a damaging spell, because at least the damage per rank is a thing you have. Mm -hmm. But most uh, spell classes have maybe at most for the low rank ones like five spells to pick from, and then after that it's it, like one in a lot of cases. Oh yeah, you get to rank five and maybe you have two. You yeah. get to rank six and there is one. Yeah, and I mean I know that that's the high end of power for this game, but even then, like a rank three person has like four spells to choose from, mm-hmm. and, and if none of those appeal to you. Then, eh. Yeah, I suppose that's true. It's just, I feel like it's a little limiting, because there's... This is 200-some-odd pages worth of RPG. Although, if you think about it, by the time you get to that rank 4 and you're picking between those three spells, you're like, I have five spells in three other categories, so I'm really just coming to the point where I'm getting my 16th and 17th spells, so... Well, that's possible if you had a bunch of spells and the other things as well. Yeah. But, I mean, if you went, all right, I'm... Start at rank three as uh, a like telekinesis mage or witch, and I go to rank four, and now I'm looking at my possible choices, and there just isn't a lot. Uh, it doesn't do the like everything can do anything, which is nice, but it's just I don't know. It feels oddly limiting that in most books that have a magic system and everything else that the magic system takes up like. 80 pages. Yeah. And in this, where the whole game is about casting spells and nothing else, it takes up like 20 pages. On the other hand, that's because a lot of the spells have one sentence descriptions as well. A lot of the spells are like, what's this do? This spell turns people into a frog. It can turn one person into a frog. Ha ha, frog. That's that's the story. It's like, that's all you really <laughs> have to deal with. Okay. So your least favorite thing. Then. All right. I have the book open to the page about what stats are and what they represent. This is not on purpose. This uh, That's because I needed to remember all five or six of the stats before we started the podcast. However, I'm looking at a random line on it. And again, I'm going to say the editing is my least favorite thing. This is a random line. I did not pre-select this. I'm going to read it to you now. Each class grants certain bonuses to a, and also determiners, a character's starting wealth. <laughs> Once again, that's each class grants certain bonuses to A and also determiners a character's starting wealth. 
Good job. So there's Determiners in there. That's cool. Which is, uh, I think it's like the Rescuers Down Under, sequ- the third sequel of that. I, I thought they were a band that would open up. <laughs> oh, the band? <laughs> the the Determiners? Determiners? That's pretty good, too. And also, let's be clear here, there's no A column or anything like that. It's just 2A. They forgot to put a noun in after that particular <laughs> section. Yep. So it's just Grant's bonuses to, uh, and also Determiners. <laughs> the Determiners. Hey, Grant's bonus open for the, the residents. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my least favorite thing in this book is that whoever wrote it did not subsequently read it. <laughs> we did. Uh, we had to read it. Why didn't you show the same courtesy, buddy? Come on, man. You get got a bunch together. of play, you got a bunch of authors on this. There's more than one person listed on the credits page. It, all I wanted you to do was just just read it, or don't and send me Jeff two hundred American dollars to edit your book. I will do it, and you will have a way better book. I write way better than I talk. <laughs> that's true because you talk like an idiot. I know. I know, I'm the Carl Pilkington of the podcasting world at this point. <laughs> yes. So, uh, okay. Would you play this game? I... I think I would. You 13-year-old girl. Yes, I totally would be a 13-year-old girl in this. It would be great. Like, that would be... It would be interesting because it would be, again, sort of like the same thing we said with Nexus. It would... And LARPing. Since I, it's something I haven't really done in role-playing before, it would be fun to at least give it a shot. Uh, and especially if you're doing a group that isn't skeevy about it. Yep. Like, well, that's gonna be a given. I mean, I'm not yeah. gonna play with a skeevy group. Like, like it, just like our routine guest Claire was saying on that episode, you either have to go no skeeve or all skeeve. <laughs> and I don't want to play this game in all skeeve. I can play made in all skeeve because it's written that way. But this game, I feel like it would just be too bad. Oh yeah, no, that would be my, like, my skeevy fanfic about witch girls, and it would just be real, real, real sad. Real unpleasant. I mean, that's, yeah. you have to have a group that's ready to go when you want to do the all skeeve adventure. Like, everyone in the group's gotta be like, okay, tonight's all skeeve night, bring a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, you're right. You could play this game, and it would be a fun game. Yeah. So, would you join me in this game play? Well, I'd play it. I wouldn't play it with you. Fuck you. Aw. No, Aww. of course I'd play this game. This game's... It, it, of course we would. We're BFFs. Aww. Twinsies. IDK, my BFF, John. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready for this game so much. For me, this is this is it hits all the notes of games I do like to play, which is that the rules are fairly simple, they're fairly fast, you can teach people them right away and get right into the game, and that it's a novel thing. It's not another fantasy grind. It's it's not another there's orcs in the castle and there's a wizard that stops the orcs. I mean there's wizards, sure, but there's but there's no orcs. There's... <laughs> well the the nice thing is it gives you a nice blend of settings, so it's not like you are in space, or you are in a fantasy land. It's, okay, you're doing modern day, but you've got the fantasy thing. I mean, yeah. obviously you've got the Harry Potter stuff going on, but it's set so that you're in an actual town in a mundane world, so you're not out at fucking Hogwarts or whatever. But do you think this would make a good Hogwarts simulator if you want? If you had a bunch of people who really wanted to play Harry Potter games? Eh, eh maybe. Eh, I don't know what would be better, I guess. Probably like a fate or something. Sim- I don't something know. Like I that. mean, this could work. Yeah. You could do it that way. I just... I don't know, I kind of agree with them when they say, you could do it, and here's how you do it, but don't. Don't. Yeah, it's better for what it is, I think. I think that's true. Because you also have to cut out a lot of the backgrounds and the traits and the knacks and everything and just spells. don't make sense. That's true, because, like, well, you know... You have to cut Cybermancy out entirely. Yeah, because none of that happens in those. 
There is there are half things in the wizard world though. There's a half giant. That's an important character in the books. Yeah, but yeah. you don't get things like half immortals. No, it's true. It'd be really hard to play a half immortal like Ronnie the Bear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so I guess we both play this game. Sweet. There we go. We would both play Witch Girls Adventures Director Sit. Yeah. All right. A little housekeeping notes here from the System Mastery Podcast. As always, you can find us at systemmasterypodcast.com. We are on Stitcher or iTunes, so you can download our shows from there. Uh, We are also on Twitter or Facebook, so visit us there at System Mastery everywhere you go. Uh, If you have any questions you'd like us to answer, because we now have our new sister podcast where we answer questions, you can send those to systemmastery at gmail.com or tweet them to us at systemmastery. Yeah, if you have not checked out Afterthought, it is a new uh, podcast that we are doing, our sister podcast. If you're only on the uh, feed that are subscribed to it's this the, and you don't it's know. It's the same feed, so don't yeah. worry about that. Then just, hey, get on that. Yeah. Get it. You probably heard it last week. We, we uh, did our first episode. We have another one coming out next week. We are now a weekly podcast, so there's Hooray. no more waiting two weeks to hear our, our annoying voices. Now you can hear us review a thing and then just talk about dumb crap. So uh, the Afterthought Podcast will be coming out every other Tuesday. If you have questions you'd like to ask us about anything, we've, we we uh, a lot of the questions seem to be trying to suss us out as bad reviewers. Yeah. There are always things like, uh, do you guys like any games? It's like, yes, we do. We love games. But it's a comedy review podcast where we are, we are unusually negative. So <laughs> we are not pretending to be real reviewers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, I got my degree in RPG review, and this is the final word in I how good a game is. I studied the feet of Siskel and Ebert, who kept telling me to get away from him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Siskel and Ebert, one man. <laughs> Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, and I was I was studying something entirely different from what they were doing, but I was at his feet, just studying random things, and he's like, "Get out of here! Don't make me kick you!" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I don't even think video games are art, right? What do you think I'm going to think of role playing games? Oh, it's totally art because it's a book. It's, there's art in there. Yeah, demonstrably. Look at them boobies." <laughs> Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, check out the new podcast where we discuss a variety of topics. If you have uh, something you think would make a good topic, you can drop us a line about that. Otherwise, this has been System Mastery for one more week. Check in next week, or uh, two weeks from now for the next episode. As always, we have no idea what it will be. And good night. Good night.